this whole thing oh and so if that doesn't work this might work but yeah um how's it all going over there on the mainland with um with everything that's happening in the world well i've definitely seen the uh changes in the city here in vancouver um not as much uh traffic out there not as much anywhere near uh as much people on taking public transit from what i've been told I myself uh, stopped taking public transit last week, so I've been riding uh, a bike uh, to and from to and from work. Uh, kind of trying to like train up for the tour, or yeah, that and also just uh, again, you know, I, I made the decision to kind of social distance myself and and stay away from the bigger crowds. Which, um, as of last week, was public transit. Like the buses and the sky trains are always full, but uh, I have seen pictures and heard from others that they're almost empty now which is yeah. a good sign, meaning other people are doing the same. And it, it's actually, so yeah, it's insane. I've talked to a few different people and like one was my father and he was saying that his commute now is 20 to 30 minutes shorter because um, mm -hmm. he works in civil contracting. So they're still out there building, you know, and like, because at, at this stage, you know, we're still functioning as a society. It's just that, you know, most people have been asked to stay home to flatten the curve, right? So yeah, anyone that is actually still out there commuting to and from work, I mean, the commutes have just cut in half. And what I actually, I think the coolest thing that I've seen is that like the air pollution quality in China has like completely like gone from the areas where people like had to stop. And then also in like Italy, you're seeing in Venice, like dolphins coming up the canals and like birds returning. And, you know, for all this back and forth and, you know, like, you know, I work on plastic and you work on picking up litter when you're doing your runs, but for all the other things, people can say, oh, it's, it's pretty hard to judge if we have an impact. Like, two weeks. <laughs> We've seen, oh, when we stop impacting, um, we actually see nature regenerate. So I, I think it's kind of fun to see. So we, the proof is in the pudding a little bit. Yeah, oh, for sure. I think, uh, um, like you said, with the air pollution uh, disappearing and, and, the, and the dolphins going where they weren't before, it's like, it's like the earth is, is catching its breath. It's taking it, it's like a breather from uh, the, um, the over, overcrowding, over pollution that we've, we've been kind of thrown at it the last 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, and, and I guess that's why I've, I was really into, we're gonna kind of get into like you now. <laughs> this, is, this is really all about you anyway. You know, like when, when your friend first uh, told me about your run last year, so anyone that is tuning in right now, this is Andy Sward um, at Million Bottle Pledge. Uh, he's run across Canada three times now, Correct. picking up bottles and cans and general litter on the side of the road. And and this year we had uh, we had planned to do um, to coincide with his route and host some community events and workshops and and meet all the people across Canada that have great projects in, in all these cities. So was, the reason I became such a big fan is how um, how simple of an idea it is that you do and how you just kind of go about it and and do it you don't really care i mean i think the first time we talked you're like oh, i don't really know about aligning with any brand i'm like i love you even more now <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah why don't you give us a little story about why you started at million bottle pledge well i uh spent many years in the restaurant industry uh working here in vancouver and i saw a lot of uh of food waste um uh, paper waste recycling waste i mean seven eight years ago um businesses were not at the point where they are now, where they are separating their garbage and recycling and composting and whatnot. Back then, everything was just going to the landfill and it was uh, pretty scary to see the amount of garbage that was out there. And uh, I did a bicycle trip way back when, I'm uh, backtracking now, but I did a bicycle trip in um, 98 from uh, Vancouver to Toronto and that kind of 
planted a seed for a, um, uh, a run-across candle one day, and I um, decided to uh, go for it in 2013. I wanted to run a minimal impact uh, trip from coast to coast, and then, um, you know, like, so no uh, support vehicle, no um, hotel visits, minimal restaurants. So I had a solar power charger to uh, charge my phone and whatnot. And uh, right when I started out from Vancouver Island, Again, it bothered me seeing the, the litter on the side of the road, same as when I uh, did the bicycle trip way back when. So I was like, Andy, if I bother you so much, uh, do something about it. So since my, my run was already about uh, kind of like reduce, reuse, uh, recycle, minimal impact kind of run, then I thought I'll uh, just pick up some recycling on the way and I would take it to the next uh, town or, or, or gas station or whatever and just drop it off and, and hope that it would be properly recycled. The main thing was just getting off, getting off the road. And and I think that's one of the coolest things I, I like about your efforts, though, is because it's it's already a huge effort to run across Canada, <laughs> like one of the widest <laughs> countries in the world, as everyone would know. And but then you're actually stopping every single day, all day, picking up other people's trash, and then even carrying that for miles and miles and miles, um, and sometimes not even being able to find a bin, a recycling bin, or even a garbage bin. And I, I followed you so much last year where, you know, you go on your rants and <laughs> very well-earned rants. <laughs> like, I can't even get a bin now. And you've got like garbage bags overflowing everywhere. And, and yeah, the fact that you actually take the time to do that day in and day out for six months is, um, it's insane. And I think, yeah, you just deserve a lot of credit. Well, what I really enjoy is uh, seeing um, through social media and uh, other people contacting me, um, Canadians and people all over the world who are doing uh, similar things, maybe not on such a broad scale, but, you know, going for uh, daily walks around their neighborhood, uh, when they take the dog out, when they take their, their kids out to the park, they bring a bag and they, and they take care of their own community. Um, this past trip, my third trip across Canada, I, I had some fun when I got to the East Coast. Uh, people would stop and ask me um, you know, what I'm doing when they see me pushing a cart with all this, these bottles and cans and Tim Hortons cups and whatnot. And, and uh, I'd say, I'm just doing a little cleanup uh, run around my neighborhood. And then they'd say, where are you from? And I'd say, Canada. Vancouver. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was the point I was getting. It was like, Canada is my, my neighborhood. And, uh, you know, I, I really um, take pride in, in the fact we have a, a beautiful country. And I, I just like to sort of do what I can to, to keep some of the roads and trails uh, a little bit cleaner for the next person who comes along behind me. Absolutely. And like, it, it was really weird. Um, Cause as you, we've gotten to know each other over the last year and, you know, I've been away for a long time and, you know, you're coming back to Canada and, and working on this topic, you know, when you grow up here in the eighties, you have recycling, you've got garbage. And I was kind of in the back of my mind, I think the plan with taking on the plastic oceans office was to generate a good, nice following here and be able to take that support back to the developing countries I had been working in. But every time I drive down the road, I'm like, where's Andy? <laughs> you know, cause like, it's like a disaster zone, like on the side of every highway that I drive on. And yeah, I can't believe that people are still littering in this day and age that, you know, we even actually have to do this. I mean, back, you know, 30 years ago, like, you know, it was a convict thing. You'd have to go and serve your community service, picking up off the side of the road. And I remember even asking, like, we did that video. I was like, is this court ordered? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, I just like keeping it clean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's insane that we actually still have this issue. And, and I think I saw that post from that kid on social media from you yesterday, because we were, we almost, we kind of started doing that challenge thing of like, get out there and clean up. But I think the timing is really sensitive right now. I think, um, you know, it's, we don't want to touch on 
any soft spots and some people really want to stay at home other people want to be out there so we really pulled back on because this was only like less than a week ago we were starting our challenge about like hey with covid and not being in big big events let's get out there and clean up canada and we kind of quickly just like nip that in the bud but then like two days later we saw that post and what i might do is actually pull this up on the screen um so i'm going to screen share and then i'm going to actually get the photo of that kid and it made me think of you even more because he's actually got like a buggy right um did you notice that in the photo he's got yeah so he's out with his uh his mom and his dad there and, and this is a um a place in, in southern ontario not too far from toronto actually okay and, uh they just um decided to say you know they can't go to for example the playground and play with like 20 other 30 kids or they can't go to a uh, you know, popular places that they might do uh, on their March break. They're just going out by themselves, just the three of them, keeping their distance away from um, crowds and other people, but doing a uh, little cleanup in their neighborhood at the same time. Yeah, and I, I love that um, because, yeah, like I was saying, like we were kind of, there he is. Um, we wanted to um, just kind of pull back a little bit so we didn't step on toes and how people feel about this situation but i love this headline boy uses his time while social distancing to clean up his earth and and we did get a couple people post as we sh shared this and hashtag clean up canada like we were talking about and talked about last year and look at that i mean like you can just see all the and it just i don't know really reminded me of you because it actually was a little baby stroller there yeah he's pushing the baby stroller and <laughs> that's a great that's a great shot there so is this one of your followers or no, that was just a coincidence. I just happened to be uh, scrolling through social media a couple of nights ago, just kind of looking for, um, you know, some good news, some positive news, and uh, and this this just came across my feed. I, I think um, someone uh, someone who does follow me and, and I follow them as well, uh, um, Trash Locky Mums in uh, also in Southern Ontario. Okay. Um, it's a uh, it's a you know it's a, it's a it's a group of people that also get out and clean up their neighborhood, and it's it's pretty amazing. Like I said, there's there's lots of uh, lots of people like that all over over the country and all over the world. Yeah, and we um, as we started coordinating the events to go alongside with your run, um, it's been insane. Some of the people that we've met. I mean, originally we thought that it was going to be you know all sort of um, environmental orgs that already do cleanups. And to be hundred percent honest, we actually got a little bit of kickback because they'd be like, "What are you doing coming to our town and trying to hold an event?" And we're like, "Whoa, we really wanted to like highlight you in your town and mm -hmm. you know, have you as that sort of local hero." But we started like getting coming across all these other people that, um, you know, like you said, they, they're just ploggers. And some of them actually were both, you know, like actually for the in Newfoundland where we were going to start and hopefully all this go, goes away and we're, we're still able to do this. And if not this year, next year. Um, but uh, Kylie Best, I think her last name is, uh, works at the Petty Harbor Mini Aquarium and she actually started Newfoundland plogging. So she oh, had wow. this huge network of um, people that actually already go for runs and pick up trash on the side of the road. Yeah. And, but she also happens to be a marine scientist that's the chair of a mini aquarium that does plastic pollution work. So we were going to get this, and it's, it's insane how, the, how they really do cross over, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to go into, you sent me some photos earlier today. I'm going to go back to screen sharing. I'm just going to walk through. And for anyone, if anyone actually is watching this, <laughs> or if we ever <laughs> um, share the recording uh, at another time, people watch it up, we'll just go through like how you actually live out there um, which is, I find it really interesting. So, I mean, talk about social distancing. I mean, I think you're the king. So <laughs> it, you go for a six-month run across Canada, and even in April in the snow in Newfoundland, that's that's you. Like, you'll be – can you see my screen there? Yeah, I can, yeah. So you can see that photo? Yeah. And literally, that's what you go with, that buggy 
and that tent and you have nothing else. You, you don't even have a chase vehicle. And even this year, when we were talking about doing it together, we weren't talking about chasing you. We we're, you know, at times going to hopefully cross paths, but um, really just use your route as a, as a timeline for us to follow. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I was, I was excited about that. I mean, like um, the, the first three trips I have done a lot of the, uh, the running and plugging on my own. I've had friends, um, individual friends uh, come out and join me. Like, so there'd be two of us running down. Uh, for a good like 20, 30 kilometer stretch or more um, all across the country actually. I have running friends that would come out and help me run. Nice. And uh, as, I passed, as I passed through their town, which was, which was great, yeah. That, that's definitely what we were hoping that was going to happen this year and really promoting is for people to just kind of meet you alongside the road, right? And now they pick up these bags like we see in this shot here. Like, are you running barefoot now that your shoes are there? No, no, no. I always run with, uh, I always have two pairs of shoes. Okay. Uh, I like to, I like to uh, I like to alternate. Um, it makes sense actually to give your shoes a day off uh, every once in a while, so, or actually every, every other day off. So if I if I run fifty kilometers in one pair of shoes one day, then the next day that uh, pair of shoes will have a day off, so it'll kind of bounce back their cushioning. But um, in the picture here, I find the shoes that I'm not wearing they make good little pockets for things I uh, have to put. I'll put my phone in there. I'll put my wallet in there. Whatever else, and it's easy to easy to grab as I'm running along and I always have my eye on it. So I don't have to worry about, about losing it. <laughs> nice. No, I mean, well, and then obviously we've seen with, with all the data collection that's gone on over the last few years, I mean, mostly with the shoreline cleanup, I'd say they're the, you know, 25 years running in Canada, but every environmental impact assessment, as far as cleanups that go on, I mean, sadly we can tell by being Canadians exactly what brand that is. That's um, the majority <laughs> of your craft right there. We don't need yeah. to name and shame anyone. I think everyone is, pretty sure what you're picking up on the side of the road so i mean yeah. come on people we, why are you chucking it out the side of your car i'm just gonna go through um a couple more photos and maybe we'll go back to screen share and then we can come back to photos again but i just love seeing these no matter you know how it's kind of always the same it's always that same buggy it's always you on the side of a road but like yeah. there's little bags but i mean it never gets old to me when i was following you last year and i guess i always catch something different you know like whether it's your solar ch charger yeah. phone or you're sleeping yeah. there. I was going to say, yeah, this, this is a good, good shot here because, uh, again, you can see the, the solar panels there that, that charge my uh, charge my phone and whatnot. Uh, I have a little Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker there on top because uh, I, I will listen to music on a lower, lower volume, but I, I, won't, I don't like to wear headphones because I like to hear, obviously, the traffic that's going around me and then also the people that are around me. Like sometimes, um, you know, somebody will be on a side road and they'll just be like, hey, what are you doing? And, and then they'll want me to come over and chat with them. Kind of thing. It's, which is great, but uh, but yeah, that's that small um, uh, baby jogger, just like a single baby jogger, uh, holds everything I need: tent, sleeping bag, uh, gets supply of food, water, extra shoes, as you saw, and um, you know, you name it, it's it's all there. <laughs> and then, what's with the hockey sticks? Is that just because you really want to prove that like it's a Canadian <laughs> running across Canada, or is it just well, they ergonomically make sense? <laughs> it, 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 they do come in in handy, as you can see, to to hang the nice bags. Um, yeah. Also, for example, if I get caught in, a, caught in a rainstorm and then the next day it's sunny, I can like hang a shirt or, or, or a jacket on the uh, side of the hockey sticks as they're extending up and that'll help dry as I run along. It was my um, uncle's idea from uh, Northern Ontario uh, who thought I might want to sometimes give myself a break and run rickshaws now, pulling the, uh, pulling, pulling the cart behind me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, while I'm not too comfortable running with that, I do do that method when I'm going up a steep hill. It's oh. a lot easier to yeah. It's a lot easier to kind of just tilt uh, tilt the hockey sticks uh, down, and then just kind of just use the two big wheels, and then so the the front wheel is actually off the ground as I climb the hill and, and pull the cart behind me. It's uh, 
a little, a little easier and, and it gives the muscle groups a break, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's always these little things when, when you, you know, once you get out there and you're actually doing it, that makes sense when somebody explains it, right? But yeah. I guess I don't, I can't say I've ever heard of anyone ever running across Canada, picking up bottles and cans and you've done it three times. And I've, I've heard about other cross country runs or up and down different routes and across the States and all over the world really. But yeah, when it comes down to actually like towing all their own gear and picking up other people's weight along the way, it's, it just boggles my mind every time. But um, this photo that we're looking at here, so do you come across this a lot? Like, so is this just all recyclables in one bin and then all garbage here? Or is that? Yeah, that's what that is. Well, well mostly bottles and cans that were not uh, in the blue bin. Okay, so uh, something that has a container deposit or like an extended producer responsibility tied to it. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, these, are, the good news is like compared to the first one I ran seven years ago, uh, there are more and more of these on, on the roads, on the Trans-Canada Highway. So you do see a massive difference from seven years ago to last year? In, in, in most provinces, yes. Um, uh, you I, don't I, need to shame anyone, but if you want to, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well my, my home province of Ontario, unfortunately, uh, uh, that is the dirtiest province. And it's, I don't think it's just because of the population. It's, um, for example, the lack of recycling bins and the lack of uh, deposit on uh, bottles and cans. I mean... A water bottles, pop cans, uh, juice boxes, things like that, there is no deposit. So I think there's, people are more likely just to toss them in the trash or toss them out the window. Uh, whereas other provinces, you know, those, those things are, are worth money when you take it back to, uh, to the depot. But I mean, like, how are we still as a society, like, actually, or not us, obviously, but I mean, people still throwing things out the window or littering it just because they can't get money back that they put in it, just put it in the bin. I mean, like, I don't understand how Canada that's supposed to be this world renowned, beautiful country. I love this photo. Sorry, I had to bring this up. What's the quote yeah. there? Dreams don't just come true. They're accomplished little by little and step by step. Yeah. Is that your quote or is that somebody like? No, actually, uh, a good friend of mine, um, Fast Eddie, uh, who also uh, ran across Canada uh, a couple times. He ran across twice, um, a few years back. He, uh, he's a great photographer as well. And he met me last last summer in uh, Alberta. And he took this shot as I was approaching him. And uh, and then he kind of shared it with me and, and, and put the quote up there. So it's one of my favorites. I, I kept it. And I owe all, all the credit for the photo to him, though. It's, he's, a, he's a great guy and, and a great photographer as well, as you can see. So the quote's not actually yours. It's just one of your favorite quotes, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is motivation is temporary. Inspiration is permanent is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. You know, it actually, you got to have it in your, in your bones if you want it to last. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, now obviously with this year and the reason why we're doing this super ghetto, like um, live stream slash record zoom conference, because we're all locked inside. I mean, well, you're still going to work. Actually, why don't you tell us about that? So a lot of the country right now is obviously being asked to stay at home, but with your industry, like it's, so are you guys still preparing food or are you just shutting down? We're, we're, we're pretty much shutting down. 90% uh, of our company was uh, laid off at the beginning of the week. And uh, the remaining 10%, including myself, are probably going to be finishing up in the next couple of days. So we, we just had to wrap up the, um, uh, kind of the commitments we already had to to people, and then um, we're actually also in the process of a big move. So that uh, you know that had to happen, uh, you know, before we shut down. So we're kind of doing that this week, and um, but it's very minimal people, uh, and and we're, we are very keen on on the social 
distancing as well. We, we're wearing gloves, we're washing our hands uh, 10, 15 times a day. And um, and for my commute back and forth to work, like I said, now it's it's via bicycle. It's 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 a 20K each way. So it's a little, I get to work a lot faster than I come home because I'm usually pretty tired at the end of the day. But um, again, I figure that's uh, that's uh, that's, that's uh, better than better than hopping on a on a bus and a sky train, even though there are less people on these days. I mean, it's a hard one to to judge, right? Because the thing is, like, we're still going to grocery stores. We're still going out to you know, people are filling up their cars and driving and such. So it's you know, if, if people can work, but I mean, I mean, as you know, I live in Tofino, and when I'm when I'm around, and so I'm only here part time. And hadn't been out here for a lot of years and you know it's always really revolved around tourism even when i first moved out here 20 years ago um but you know to have the town shut down um because everything revolves around people coming and going um it's kind of a scary thing but you know talking to a lot of friends all over the world um you know people <laughs> nobody knows what's going to happen <laughs> right on the other side of this so luckily we actually live in a country where you know we are you know, we've been told we're going to be okay and mortgages are being put on hold and interest on credit cards will be put on hold. All the banks have kind of put their hand up and there's been big relief packages. So I'm, I am really hoping that, you know, people will stay home. But I guess, why don't we move into even up until I guess it was Sunday or Monday, we were still talking about going over to Newfoundland, starting the run, but canceling all the events. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and at that time it felt like a really good idea <laughs> you know, i was like all right sweet let's go over there um we'll we'll get set up you know we'll get a bunch of good people out to the front line with you and and run off the terry fox memorial and, and then i can start interviewing um all the people that are um, are doing different projects and and we can just kind of slowly go along without having mass gatherings <laughs> within 24 hours i'm sending you a text and be like ah, Andy, i don't think this is a good idea <laughs> no, no i agree uh, I think, um, yeah, like uh, interprovincial, like our, our, you know, provincial travel, like will be even kind of frowned upon or, or not, even, not even permitted in the coming weeks and months. And so that'll be one thing is like, there'll be no way to get to Newfoundland unless you're already there. Um, yeah, we don't know yet. Right now we're at a couple weeks and, you know, we're already seeing a lot of positive success stories coming out of the countries that have been in this for a couple months. So, I mean, I'm, I am really hoping if we're acting fast right now, it means that we've we've all still got a summer as a nation. I mean, we won't know for a little while, but um, but yeah. So if I guess, what's Plan B? <laughs> I mean, you, I, I, we've been talking every day, and and you you want to get back out there. And as we looked at a couple of those photos, I mean, you are sleeping in a tent. Um, you are kind of just you're still keen to get out on the road and and clean up. Um, and and we love seeing things like that young kid in Ontario and the other people that have uh, followed that post and started sharing what they cleaned up recently, which is great to see. But um, yeah, so you're just thinking no inter-province, maybe just kind of keep it local in BC as a start. And, uh, as a start, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more and more of maybe doing like a 30-day trial run and which I would take social distancing to the extreme, as in uh, when they talk about social distancing now in your hometowns and your cities, they say, you know, like just one person goes maybe grocery shopping uh, once or twice a week for the very necessities. The pharmacies will still be open, etc. cetera. Um, if I was to do a run, uh, I would be sleeping in a tent by myself, far away from anybody else. I would have all my supplies. I would get my water from, you know, streams uh, running off the mountains, uh, ideally. And, uh, and yeah, I wouldn't walk into a, a cafe, a restaurant or a store for 
for those 30 days and I wouldn't um, see any people. Well, except for from a distance for those 30 days. But at the same time, over 30 days, I... Could, no hugging strangers, Andy. No hugging strangers, no. no. Uh, but at the same time, over 30 days, I could, you know, maybe clean up six, 7,000 bottles of cans and cups and other sort of litter from, uh, from our province. So that, uh, that'd be something positive, I think, that would... Um, and what about, um, you know, I, I know you did west to east last year and you wanted to go east to west this year, but what about potentially kind of getting out here in Tofino and starting, I know it's, you got your head wrapped around the one way, but we got to work with what we've got. I mean, what about just starting out here at kilometer one and seeing how it goes after the first month and if, if, if everything's lightning and then you can keep going um, east? That's uh, another, that's another, that's another um, thing I'm thinking about as well. Like that, uh, that would be uh, excellent to do, but uh Again, I'm, I'm going to just sort of wait and see what happens uh, beginning of April and, um, and see what uh, the government's recommending, see what the health uh, organization is, is, is recommending. And if, and if they're saying that you should not get on a ferry or not get on a, uh, uh, you know, a, a public vessel, then, then even me getting to Vancouver Island would be a, would be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess if we're going to share this around, I have I can't even see my phone. I doubt anyone's actually even watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we are going to share the recording after and um, maybe someone will watch it. So if, if anyone has a boat, um, if BC ferries are shut down and they want to put Andy up on the bow, strap him to the mast like in like Bill Murray and what about Bob? And um, get him over to Vancouver Island if he's going to stay away. If he promises to stay away from everyone else and not touch anything other than picking up everyone else's trash, um, please do reach out to um, at Million Bottle Pledge. You can get all the applications or Plastic Oceans Canada, and um, we'll see if we can get any over here. Obviously, only if the authorities are um, saying that it is safe to to be out there doing anything. We might escalate, but I'm hoping that in a couple weeks' time when we're originally planning i mean we've, we're still three weeks away from original launch right yeah um and so we'll, we'll, we're going to be monitoring it closely but um let's talk about the name at million bottle pledge um so you're i i mean we had a bunch of different fun ideas for how we we're going to do this year in different challenges and i was you know you've been busy working this winter because you follow the model of you go off and do your summer missions and then you come back and then you work your butt off and save up your money. And, and you do this all self-funded, which is, I think, amazing. We're definitely trying to help cover your costs and um, through our fundraising channels and getting and trying to work together on that. But your main thing was million bottles. And I remember you did a video last year near the end of your run and you were like, you calculated how many days you had been running for over <laughs> all your trips and how many bottles and cans you'd actually cleaned up. And you're like, I think I'm going to have to do this until I'm like 185 <laughs> <laughs> until I reach a million bottles. Um, and what was the calculation again? How many have you picked up over your three runs? Um, I'm at about 106,000 right now, but uh, the video you're talking about was when I was at that hundred. 100,000, number 100,000. And, uh, and um, yet, I, I don't think it was going to be quite that old, but I was, I was definitely over 100 by the time I would, I would reach uh, a million yeah. bottles. But um, that's why it was perfect timing when I, I met uh, you and, and we talked about doing things, you know, kind of bigger and get more people involved. And in, in, if not uh, this year, then next year, then uh, I would like the idea of, for example, as I pass through a town, we talked about communities that are, are plogging, like running groups or whatnot. Rather than just have my 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 one great friend in, in Winnipeg or my or one one person I know in Regina or rather than having just one person come out, getting a good 20, 30 people out on the day that I pass through that particular town, yeah. clean up uh, clean up uh, all over, and then all those totals would count to my 
um, William Bottle Tides. So, uh, well, yeah, that, that was kind of my idea. I wasn't going to tell you until like the day we started, but I was just <laughs> going to do their own blogging. It doesn't matter if you're in town or not and just like tag you at Million Bottle Pledge and quantify how much they grab. So we would just chuck that all on your tally and <laughs> hopefully blow it out of the water before we even got off the island of Newfoundland. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, we've inspired more than a million bottles cleaned up. Um, and then you'd be like, I'm going to do it on my own now. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think that's still great. I mean, obviously we want everyone to be stay clean and picking up litter is not necessarily clean. Um, there are some reports coming out that the virus does attach to plastic longer than other organic materials and compostable mm -hmm. materials. So definitely if you are going to go and do a cleanup, if anyone is watching this or watches the share after, please just wear some latex gloves, um, you know, or even just gardening gloves and wash your hands when you get in. We've all got a little bit of spare time. There's not a lot of people out and about. So yeah, definitely if you'd like to do a cleanup and uh, tag at Million Bottle Pledge and, and hashtag Cleanup Canada, like we've been, um, we started last year to try to quantify as many people as, or as much as we could kind of inspire to get cleaned up, just like that uh, young boy we saw in the news article. Mm -hmm. But yeah, first things first is making sure everyone's actually safe and clean. We don't want to promote any any sort of unsafe activity at this stage while we're still learning. But definitely if you feel up for it, uh, I mean, you've done one, you challenged me. I went out there and I was walking down the beach and um, I was actually on the mainland like the day before I came back home and I didn't think I was going to find anything. <laughs> and then like five feet later, I had like that half a bag in the video that I lifted <laughs> up. I was like, every time. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't take long. And, and I think um, for the most part, I mean, Canadians uh, also find it hard to believe that, uh, you know, that this letter out there are that people would do that. But even if like 1% or even like half a percent of the population does it, that's still, you know, that's still a lot of people. That's, that's like 175 to 350,000 people that are littering out there. So that's, uh, that's going to add up. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was saying earlier in this chat, I mean, it, it boggles my mind to see the stuff on the side of the road. And so somebody's got to be doing it. And I remember that other little fun video we did back when I got back um, in the country in November and we we're just like, oh man, more people should be like you. And you turned around to the camera and said, or they could just stop littering. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's true. Like we're not here pointing a finger at anyone, but I just think more people, yeah, should kind of follow your lead and get out there and do a little cleanup. They don't need to run across the country back and forth three times and, and plan for another fourth. But um, yeah, don't just definitely get out there and, and do something or just stop littering in the first place. Yeah. Um, I did have somewhere I was going to go there with an idea, but um, I don't know how you, is there anything you wanted to cover before we press stop on this thing and see if anyone actually even watched it? Uh, no, just, uh, just um, except for the, you know, like people out there, I know it's uh, a stressful time. It's um, it's a scary time, uh, reading the news and and whatnot. But um, like just like the little boy in from Ontario there, that uh, uh, him and his uh, mom and his dad, you know, to get take their mind away from everything to to kind of like um, unplug from uh, the TV or the internet. They just went out, got some fresh air, and 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 did this again, keeping their distancing and, and respecting respecting that and staying away from other people but they did something positive and they felt better for it and they shared it and then there's a hundred people that read that story and then they feel a little bit better about uh about the country and, and the world as well so i think um uh try not to get too stressed out um try not to worry too much and take a breath and just uh and like know that there's still there's still good out there and and, and Canadians, we're pretty lucky. I mean, we, we were, we're, we're going to be helping out each other. Um, 
we we live in a big beautiful country we, we're not um we're not uh you know we're not over overcrowded really we're, we're we have uh, a lot of space and and, and, a, and a low population compared to most countries in the world so i think um we should be uh once again considering uh, how fortunate we are and um and and don't take for granted appreciate appreciate the the world and the land around us yeah i mean financially the united states is there their commitment is the same dollar figure <laughs> as we've committed and they have 300 million and we've got 30 million. So, yeah. you know, I think what our government is doing so far, um, you know, trying to assure everyone that we're going to be okay financially. We're going to figure this, this out. Every it's an even playing field, you know, um, we're all dealing with the same thing. So right now, basically we can kind of take a step back. And I was saying this last week as things were escalating quickly with anyone that I was around personally. And it's just like, I don't know, man, like there's, it's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's almost maybe what was needed in the world for everyone to just take a little step back and you know, reassess our footprint and what we've been doing. And, and that's how we're seeing this all go down in like China and Italy and all these other places with nature regenerating Exactly, yeah. within weeks you know and so yeah. it's kind of like the proof's in the pudding now we can really just say you know we do have a physical or we have a, an impact and a footprint on the planet when we're consuming at the level that we were so yeah i think it's time to reflect time to get out there and be like andy pick up <laughs> crash on the side of the road and get in a bin or if we do get up and going obviously we're going to share that with everyone only going to be yeah. doing it if it's safe um and Sorry, a bug just went in my mouth. I don't <laughs> to eat that because you never know when I'll get a meal again. Um, but yeah, thanks for spending the time. I just want, maybe we'll just get everyone to smile a little bit, you know. Got a little recap, you know, like the shark in Jaws. I know Mason. Jaws, <laughs> I like it. Godzilla <laughs> one that I'm going to wear on our opening day. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have Catzilla um, over there in Newfoundland, hopefully. If not, um, we'll do what we can this year and hopefully um, everyone can be outside enjoying this great country. If, even if we can't travel overseas, hopefully we can still at least enjoy our backyards. So, yeah, I like that idea. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, be safe riding your bike to and from work um, on the empty roads of the lower mainland and um, stay in touch. And we hope to be um, together soon when we're not social distancing. Sounds good. You have a great weekend. All right. You too, man. Take care. So.